0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Everybody, thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Cashman, and this is our weekly look at the Kansas City Royals. I'm joined, as I am each week, by Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, uh, I got to tell you, at the All-Star game in uh, San Diego last week, uh, post-game, they, they bring in Terry Collins uh, into the press interview room <laughs> and to assess the loss. And then they bring in uh, Ned Yost and and Eric Hosmer in succession. I'm like, it certainly feels familiar. Um, (laughs) Obviously, the Royals stepped up on that national stage, as they are prone to do. Uh, Before we get into the nitty-gritty of the second half, uh, just your thoughts on on how that All-Star game played out with the Royals driving all the runs to the American League. Eric Hosmer is the MVP. Everything was coming up Royals again that night.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm sure Collins is feeling, like, uh, well, here we go again. But uh, I think it really uh, – it produced some good vibes, uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, with this organization, uh, you know, the fan base reacted very positively to the, to that game. And the, the clubhouse was kind of jumping, uh, on Friday when they got back, uh, um, just uh, there haven't been that many great fun moments for this team for the first half of the season. And, yeah. and certainly that provided one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Uh, Another great moment coming up on Thursday, Uh, the the Royals will visit the White House. I know it's the the number one question on the lips of fans, will Jeffrey Flanagan be in attendance? (laughs) I will be there covering it if I can get through. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a question. (laughs) So we'll see. Uh, We'll see how that goes. But obviously always a great great moment uh, in the aftermath of uh, the championship glow. Uh, get to go shake hands with the Prez and, and all that entails. So it'll be a great moment for them. Good, nice, Not a bad way to spend an off day. Um, but in the meantime, uh, obviously things are not going particularly great, as you alluded to uh, in the actual games themselves here in 2016. Injuries are a huge part of that. Uh, as we record this, the Royals have dropped seven of their last ten, and this is all, of course, coming at a time when, when teams are thinking about um, – not always a big question like what direction do we go with the organization, but, you know, how much is this club worth adding to? Uh, is it worth subtracting from at all? I don't think the Royals will get to that point. But um, but certainly when you talk about midseason additions, um, it's tough. The Royals are in a tough spot. They traded away five pitchers at last year's deadline, so they don't want to cut the farm system too much more. Um, but there's certainly need on this club, you know, again, given the injuries and the inconsistency in the rotation, What do you make of the July market as it pertains to the Royals?
0: Well, I think they're going to be somewhat active as much as they can be. You mentioned the haul that they had to give up last year to get Cueto and Zobris, and it was substantial. Um, There's not a ton of uh, of prospects right now to offer, but I think Dayton and his staff, Dayton Moore and his staff, will be pretty creative in trying to bolster this team right now, and it certainly needs something. I mean, you mentioned the 7 out of 10. uh, They're just – there's just some things lacking right now. They they don't have a number five starter, so to speak. Uh, once again, this week they'll be probably going with Dylan G or Brian Flynn. Um, right field has been kind of an issue. Uh, Paul Orlando's numbers are way down in the last month and a half. Uh, they're just not getting any production there. Offensively, as a whole, are just not really doing a whole lot. And it's, it's uh, that kind of inconsistency is showing up right now. And um, just like uh, in Sunday's game, uh, I was mentioning uh, with some of the coaching staff that that was a game and they lost 4-2 to on a walk-off homer off of Soria. That, that was a game a year ago that they would have found a way to win. And in, in those types of games this year, they're kind of finding ways to lose. And it's just the, the difference uh, maybe in the energy level, the makeup of this team right now. It's just things are not clicking. And I do think they'll be active. I don't think Dayton's going to throw up the white flag. He's way too competitive for that. Um, I don't know what they can get with what, what's out there. You know, you talk about a fifth starter. Maybe it's a Matt Moore, Oderisi, someone like that. Uh, but it depends on the price tag, of course. But uh, two years ago at this time, they were two games under 500, uh, and they made a strong surge uh, toward that final wild card spot. And we know what happened after that. So uh, keep that in mind that this team's, you know, not dead yet.
1: Not dead yet. No, that's very true. Uh, is, is it a different? Just feel in that clubhouse I mean you lose a guy like moose for for the year that's going to yep. have an impact on you you got guys shuffling on and off the dl in general, and there's there hasn't been much consistency to the the overall makeup of the roster that has to impact things yeah I, I really think so too I think they miss
0: moose a lot more um, than people might realize that he was just he was the vocal leader uh you know very high energy uh, guy that you know was always chirping in the dugout and, and in the clubhouse and uh, his replacement, Chester Cuthbert, has been very good on the field and at home plate, but he's just not that type of guy. He's not that type of personality. He's very, very quiet, uh, very soft-spoken guy. And uh, you know, Lorenzo Cain's been out of the lineup. Alex Gordon missed a month, and and he's not been hitting since he's been back. So it's just, yeah, there's just things missing that were there last year. Uh, they just had that feeling last year that they would find a way to win each game, and and this particular group of, of Royals right now,
1: I don't think necessarily feels that way. Uh, one piece of good news that came out of the weekend was the return of Wade Davis from the DL, uh, mm-hmm. forearm situation, which is sometimes can be a precursor to bigger worse things, but he was uh, basically the minimum amount of time on the DL, if I'm not mistaken. The Royals bullpen yep. had a 5.01 ERA in his absence, 13 earned runs, and <laughs> 23 in a third inning. So obviously <laughs> great to have him back in the fold. Yeah, probably just one day too late, too, because they could have used
0: him in yeah. Friday Friday night's game, which uh, the bullpen uh, spit up late too, so yeah, it's great to get for for him to get back in the in the the bullpen, and um, they just they need guys like that so they can stretch out and move Herrera back to the eighth and Hoach and Soria back to the seventh instead of you know them in the late innings, and they need to get Lorenzo Cain back, and he's probably still another week week and a half away. Uh, uh, There's just uh, they've got to they've got to find something right now to, to stay in the hunt, and and. See what Dayton can
1: offer at the end of the month. Seems like one of their bigger X factors moving forward in the second half. I mean, you talk about the need uh, for for perhaps another bat, and maybe that bat is, is in-house. But uh, since Alex Gordon came off the DL a few weeks back, uh, 18 games, he's hit $1.97 uh, <laughs> since coming back from that fractured right wrist. And, of course, uh, you know, wasn't contributing much offensively before that injury. So I, I think in one of your stories, Jeffrey, you described it as, you know, spinning his wheels. I think that's a good, uh, good description of, of Gordon's season here. Uh, after signing that, uh, that that contract to return to Kansas City, what does he say? What do they say about what's going on with him at the plate? Well,
0: yeah, he's he's as frustrated as anyone right now. This is just, uh, you know, he's been prone to, to big slumps and throughout his career. Well, he'll look like he'll look horrible for three or four weeks, and then he'll get hot for three or four weeks, and. Can carry a team. and We just haven't seen the hot Alex Gordon yet. Um, I think Ned and the staff thought maybe he was coming out of it uh, on the Sunday before the All-Star break when he homered and doubled and hit a couple balls. Other balls hard, and uh, but he's come back since you know, over the weekend. Didn't look particularly uh, good over the weekend, and you know he's, he's said many times he's he's very frustrated and he just does not look like the same hitter up there. He's chasing a lot of breaking balls. His contact rate is way down. Um, that hopefully, you know. You, Maybe he'll be the the added bat in the second half of the season if he can just start hitting because right now their lineup just does not look very imposing to other teams. It's just not very deep.
1: No, on the good side, uh, uh, Sal Perez, I think last time we spoke, we talked about how, how rough things are going for him offensively, but um, you know, his last week or so of play, it was, it's sandwiched around the All-Star break, but uh, certainly he's come alive at the plate, and they had that big home run uh, for the American League in the All-Star game. He, he had just as good an argument for the MVP, uh, you know, putting the, the American League team ahead. So good things happening from his bet. Yeah, and they certainly need that. I mean,
0: it's amazing with him, too. Once he starts to be a little bit more selective at the plate, uh, his numbers just rise tremendously. So there are some good signs there, too. And another good sign is Giordano Ventura, who pitched a terrific game on Sunday. And, and that's that's two straight really, really solid outings from him. Uh, the, there was really nothing wrong with their rotation over the weekend in Detroit. Uh, they just uh, lost a couple of late leads. So if they can get that rotation settled down, uh, maybe they can start winning some of these games 4-2 to two and 3-2 to two like they did a year ago.
1: All right, there you have it, the latest from Jeffrey Flanagan on all things Kansas City Royals. I want to thank him for joining us, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition.